After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. believe what you're telling me. In your reality, I'm a character in fiction? Yep, and I'm an actor who plays you on TV. But there's someone here I knew you had to meet. He's the man who created you for fans all over the world. And I said to Jack, what if his skin turns green? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking for some guy named Stan Lee. What? Spider-Man? Uh, Pam, hold my calls for a while. I, I think I've finally gone crazy. Oh, man! Wow! And uh, let me hit record here. No, Aaron, you're wrong. That's all I want to nope. hear. Nope. Own I'm your not. mistakes, damn it. So uh, th- there, there is a mistake that I made last week, audience, that I said Kirby, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee were the ones that created Spider-Man. It was actually Stan Lee and Steven Ditko. But one of the reasons, and I looked into it a little bit more, people actually think that Kirby had more to do with Spider-Man than Ditko did. And I know Stan Lee says, you know, all these stories and what he took a lot of, he took credit for a lot of stuff that wasn't his and, you know, rest in peace, Stan Lee, they can't try to steal your blood now. Um, what? <laughs> but you, you didn't hear that story. No. Like people oh, were okay. stealing his blood when he was in the nursing, the nursing home, home for a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, because Kevin Smith had offered for him to, come live with him stan lee said he would take mm-hmm. care of him so i remember that i do remember that but i did not know it was in regards to this blood situation yes stealing blood stan lee's blood so we are talking the amazing spider-man series one and two and then possibly some of the films that were supposed to happen afterwards but didn't andrew garfield as the cool peter parker and emma stone as gwen stacy which i don't know if you guys i i don't think john's on instagram that or you are kind of but Um, if you look at the reels like for some reason people are obsessed with andrew garfield and emma stone again like Uh, when they were dating and were like in and being so you're seeing all these like reels that like i don't know they're romanticizing that shit which in reality they're probably like yeah no we don't like each other yeah i don't know i think it's are they dating again no of course not that people make it seem like that that that's the case but everyone thinks their lives are movies and they they just want them to be back together again i was just watching something i was just watching something today where they were talking about how there's a resurgence in these relationships that people wanted to happen like jennifer aniston and brad pitt and all that shit like the people are really getting into it again well i don't know why i'll be honest with you and we don't obsessed with actors or or stuff like that in a sense we obsess with the culture around it but people that completely and utterly oh thank you sorry coffee <laughs> brought to you by uh, yeah thanks for that <laughs> um, people are obsessed with actors and actresses i don't get it a lot of the time it's just ignorant people that don't have enough going on in their lives oh my god that's such good coffee i'm (laughs) again brought to you by folders amazing spider-man directed by mark webb and then john you said it was written by a vanderbilt it was yeah it was written by james uh, vanderbilt hold on james yes Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was? Of um, the Vanderbilts. Yeah. Now with this one, Amazing Spider-Man, we have the origin story again, just like in Sam Raimi's. And Gwen Stacy is now the love interest in this rather than MJ. So I'm not exactly sure what universe or maybe possible story this was taken from, but what ends up happening, Dr. Dr. Kurt Connors. Dr. Connors. Oscorp is experimenting on these spiders. In order to, well, I don't know. Actually, that goes into Spider-Man 2, doesn't it? They're working no. on some type of regenerative. No, general. that's in the first one. Yeah, it's in the first one. They're, the Oscorp is working in bioengineering with uh, using what comes in nature as a way mm-hmm. of defense for human beings and stuff like I that. I think it's that's called the, cross genetics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something of yep. that nature where they're using insect and animal DNA to 
better enhance what the human race, if you will. Say it doesn't get more in depth until they get into Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I was going to say, so Dr. Connors, he's more or less similar to the the villain, what is it, Will Defoe's Green Goblin, where they're on these deadlines and all this research that they have. They want to start doing human trials, but it's not safe enough to do mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Literally, I would hate to say, like, it's literally Raimi's first Spider-Man as well. Yes, they also touch on the fact that Dr. Connors was good friends with... Uh, Peter Parker's dad. Peter Parker's dad. So, so, yeah. Yeah, going forward, Dr. Connors then becomes... He's able to grow his arm back after he shoots himself or inoculates himself with the serum and then slowly becomes the lizard, which was, I, I think, a pretty cool villain. At the same time, and I know... We're going to get into this now, but the sub story with Peter's father, I could give a shit. I know it's going to be two against one, but I'm willing <laughs> I'm to take that fucking battle <laughs> on this shit because I feel like that's I feel like that's utter and complete bullshit. And this is probably <laughs> the most serious I'm going to get about that. The reason why I say that is because this particular storyline comes from Ultimate Spider-Man, which I loved. I love that storyline. And I like the fact that they were doing the bioengineering with the animals because it kind of broke down. It was also being done in the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon that came on Disney. So that was what I liked about that. Now, I will say everything that was going on with his dad, the rushing of his father, like, hey, we got to go. I, you know, that they didn't really detail anything else. And they didn't detail anything else. I, I don't know what his dad's name is. Who it cares? Matter, it was terrible, John. The fact, the fact, it was terrible. the fact Probably that the Chad matter Peters. Is, yeah, Chad Peters. The guy who played him was, uh, Parker, was a good Chad Parker. Oh, Chad Parker. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. My <laughs> argument is this they were following a specific storyline that I thought was good. And I thought that them introducing the subway lab or whatever that was and the engineering of the spiders from osborne i know you said it but what storyline was it again ultimate spider-man i believe okay okay it was in the ultimate storyline i believe that's what that story was about his dad was engineering these things with osborne osborne was going to use them for something else he had to go in hiding ends up getting killed it's a whole big thing it's like fucking jason Bourne. all of a sudden like all of a sudden Peter Parker's parents are important. You said it's from the comic book. I don't think the general population knows that, but that's okay. As long as you make it interesting, but nobody in general gives a fuck about Peter Parker's parents. And they I didn't would make me give a fuck. Take a poll on that, Don. I really Ooh, put it on Twitter. Yeah, put it on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. Nobody, except for you. I, I dis- I except for you. with that. I disagree with that. Well, but the way they depicted it, it wasn't interesting to me. It was like, all right, whatever. Because you yeah. know why they had so many subplot within both of these movies that we're going to get to. But the, uh, yes, and that's okay. That's where you and I can come to an accord. The subplots were the problem. There was far too many facets being included in the story that a lot of things were left unchecked, especially the Mr. Fears. I didn't like the Mr. Fears. That was the guy who showed up and was asking questions yeah. about Peter at the end. How the fuck did that he was, get in the prison? Who was he? What was his whole purpose? So I I will agree that yes, there was. He was supposed to round that. up all the supervillains. That's what he was. Yeah, and I will admit I'm biased because I love Spider Man. So any little tidbit I can get, I'll take it. So. I'm biased, so it'd be good to have a poll just to see where everybody's at on that. At least you're a fan's fan, John, but at the same time, you will take healthy criticism and you don't scream at people who don't agree with you. Good for you, John. We've known each other long enough where if we disagree on something, (laughs) man, I'm not going to I'm not going to give you any problems. I mean, I just I'm the complete opposite. I'll I'll yell at you guys and (laughs) fart into the mic. <laughs> if I think I'm right, both are acceptable. And talk into it afterwards. Yeah. yeah, but to keep going, I think that the lizard character was a really good way to go because they did introduce Kurt Connors in Spider Man 1 and 3 in the Tobey Maguire series because he was just a professor at the college yep. where Peter was going. But yep. nothing was, I did not see that actor playing the lizard. He's a good actor. He's a good character actor, but I did not see him playing I, the lizard. 
if they wanted to go that route, I think he could have done it, but it mostly okay. would have been CGI. Yes. You know, kind of looking disgusting there for a second because yeah. he always looks, that actor in particular, and I can't remember his name, everything he yeah. does, he usually looks pretty clammy. Yeah, um, yeah, I get you. So kind of yeah. lizardy. But I was going to say, like Emma Stone, who plays Gwen Stacy, I realized too, I'm like, well, if she had been around for Tobey Maguire, she could have been MJ. Like her red hair when she's had red hair before, she yeah, could have played an you're MJ. You're really obsessed yeah, with she that. Did, huh? What, MJ? Red hair? Yes, yeah, you really. <laughs> yes, uh, she would have been saw. great. I didn't like her in this. Well, I didn't. Ugh. We'll get to I that. thought she was a good Gwen Stacy. I thought she was pretty good. It'd be, it's going to be awesome if they continue with this multiverse and possibly introduce Spider Gwen, and then it's her. Oh, that would, would be, be awesome. that would be great. And, you know, just to touch on the Spider-Verse, every character that is voicing, with the exception of the guy who voices Miles, also plays somebody in the Marvel Universe. Spider-Gwen is played by Kate Bishop yep. in Hawkeye. The guy who's going to be playing Moon Knight voices Spider-2029. And then Catherine Hahn, who played... The evil witch Agatha Harkness was Dr. Octopus, Octavia. Yes. In there. Yep. Yeah. You're right. So yep. that's what it was. So I am very interested. The Spider-Man mythos for me is just great. It really is. And I like how it has gone, how it has gone and flourished online and in the comic fandom that we have. But the other thing that I will admit is in these movies, we're all in agreement at least I think we are, is that Andrew Garfield played a good Spider-Man, but he was yeah. not a good Peter Parker. A hundred percent. And that's what people said in the production or reviews. He was really good as playing that smart alecky Spider-Man, but he was just way too cool. Too cool. For being, too cool, for being Peter, Parker, uh, Peter Parker. That's not his fault, though. And, no, no, I, and you said that before. It's not. It it's it, not it really well. just depends on the direction and casting. You well, some of it him. was his fault because I yeah. felt like throughout the film, these long scenes with him and Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I felt like some of it was ad lib a little bit, and I think the director allowed it because obviously the actors have great chemistry. They were dating at the mm. time, and I felt like some of it was like, all right, they're ad libbing. You can kind of tell. Yeah. And it just went on way too fucking long. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I get it. He likes her. She likes him. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. A lot yeah. of pacing problems. A lot of editing problems. I didn't like how it was shot. But the stunts were great. Fantastic. Yeah. Effects were great. The costume, okay. meh. The first one, I didn't like it. The second one, I did like it. All right. Can I say that I really wanted the lizard to succeed? Like, oh, you wanted us to be lizard that? people? Oh, I would have loved that, dude. Jesus like, I even really that was that. dumb. Like, come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting for us to be lizard people. That was the next evolution, bro. It was the next step in that. Nobody this wants not, to be a lizard person. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, they did look this like that. King Koopa. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, he did. They did. He, looked he, like... did. he looked like a Goomba. A yeah. Goomba. Yes. yeah, he sure did. But it was the next step in evolution, man. I like. Sorry to our Italian listeners. <laughs> I love Italian. That's true. I love Italian yeah. food. But you know, what's I have Italian friends. Is, um, the actor who played him was really good. I like him as an actor. Reese Ifen, I think that's how you pronounce yes. it. Or yeah, I I just know that his performance was done well yes and i'm glad they brought him back for no way home so that yeah, was good and i want to add something that we talked about last week as far as villains so last week we said that aside from aside from heath ledger willem's defoe's villain green goblin was pretty much a tour de force yep and i agree with that and i like jack nicholson too but it was the 80s. No, so, bro, I mean, no. <laughs> it, just, it was. just like Tobey Maguire. Look, if you and we did rewatch those movies, it's very campy, but yeah, it still felt like a cinematic experience yeah. that mm -hmm. never forgot that it was based off of a comic book. And I yes. feel like these two movies kind of forgot that. It was just like, mm -hmm. all right, let's go for this is going to be in 3D. Yeah. Web, the director, wanted a huge IMAX experience. It was very uh -huh. visual, but at the same time, they debuted this new camera at the time, the Red Epic camera, and was shot in mm -hmm. 3D. 
and 5K resolution, which is great. Cinematographer John Schwartzman, I just wanted to mention him. It looked great, but it doesn't have the same staying power as the Tobey Maguire trilogies. I don't know what it is. I don't know why that film looked better than this film, but I feel like the way they played with the shadows and the colors, mm-hmm. it felt like it's a movie, but it's still based off a comic. This one just felt like a dry, dead movie. and it Like was- they weren't going for comic no noir uh, no background. Nothing. They were doing, yeah, it was more like, we're going to do a movie called Spider-Man, but we're not going to base it off the comic. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get you. This was also the last, or it was a couple last. James Horner, who did the scoring, this was his last scoring. And he under- good. He passed, he passed away. Oh, not uh, good. Oh, yeah, I forgot. 2015. That's right. Yeah, three years before his death. Yeah. And then this sorry. was also the God damn last. Damn. <laughs> hey, I'm coming in hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot he was dead. Oh, my God. I'm editing that out. This was also the last for, let's see, for Dennis both- Leary's career. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, did you didn't like him as Captain Stacy? He I just plays like Dennis him. Leary and everything. Yeah, it does. was just another rescue me. But I don't That's even. <laughs> I don't. E- yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know if he's done anything after that. Except he did Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he just stands there looking all sullen because he's dead and doesn't want Peter yeah. to fucking talk to Gwen anymore. And this was J. Michael Rivera. The, one of the producers that's this was their last film production design and the last or after that was Django Unchained so that was it well this was the director's second movie he did mm-hmm. 500 days of summer before this and really he that, was regarded as a music director before yeah. making movies and doing television so i can kind of see that in the filmmaking in these two movies however man what, like Amazing Spider-Man 2 when they're going into the clock tower and it looks like it's a musical as they're talking and the way that he's moving? But it explains yeah. a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because it's over, like, everything, all their movements and everything, Andrew Garfield's movements, Yeah, it's something that you would see in a musical. And it's literally the scene where he's him and Gwen are going into whatever that clock tower is and he doesn't want her to go with it. It's, well, let's not... That's what okay. it reminds me of. No, I agree. Let's go to the beginning again because I want to really hit this home. So it seemed like from the very beginning from this first movie, they want to separate themselves from the... Sam uh, Raimi? They want to separate themselves from Sam Raimi's films by doing something different but not something that totally goes against his trilogy. So they focus on not the origins of Spider-Man so much. They want to focus on the origins of Peter Parker and his okay. story. I like yes. that. I did like that. But I did notice it took about 35 to 40 minutes before he actually got into the Spider-Man suit, which took a long fucking time compared to the Raimi films where the pace was like, OK, Peter Parker's a loser. Peter Parker's a nerd. Peter Parker loves MJ. Peter Parker lost Uncle Bam, bam, he's in the suit by 15, 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, From yeah. 15 minutes to 30 or, 30 or 35 minutes. It's like, wow, they really want to hit home the Peter Parker story, which isn't really interesting. Like, I don't give a shit how he was as a kid and why he lost his parents, but that's just me. So I do like the idea of them focusing on Peter Parker as a boy, but as you move on, he grows up. He's in high school. He's raised by Uncle Ben and Mary J, which were great, great casting decisions to go with Sally Fields. And I may not Mary Jane. <laughs> what, did, what did I say? You said he's raised by Uncle Ben and Mary Jane. Oh, my, maybe a weed? I don't know. Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Uncle, Aunt May. Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aunt Sally Field as Aunt May. And who's the other guy? Martin uh, Sheen. Martin Sheen. Jesus Christ. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Well, yes, my whole point is, so through all that maturation under the wing of those two people with gold hearts, what ends up happening? What ends up happening? Similar yeah. to Raimi, he didn't stop a robber from robbing a store, which honestly, I don't blame him. Like, yeah, fuck it. The guy was a dick. The clerk was a dick. If you see the movie, he was trying to buy milk. The store clerk was a dick. 
Then he ends up subsequently getting robbed, of course. And then right away, Uncle Ben dies, which took a long fuck. Like I said, this was like 30 minutes within the film. Uncle Ben dies in a weird fucking way, too. The guy basically who robbed the store trips, falls, gun falls out. Uncle Ben sees the gun. The guy wasn't bothering anybody. He just robbed the store, but he didn't rob the store by gunpoint. He wasn't really endangering anybody, but somehow (laughs) they wrote that Uncle Ben sees a gun is instead of like running out the way or like or, or like hey oh shit he fucking lunges at the gun and they go to have a struggle and Uncle Ben gets shot and I'm thinking like he kind of deserved that shit like why were hey, you God, lunging wait, at the gun with great power comes great responsibility and, and that's my point that Uncle Ben had them guns going why was uncle ben going for the gun that wasn't being pointed at him that made so that made no sense but he needed to stop the robber he didn't know he was being robbed the fact that what i'm saying is it had to happen because then peter would not have learned from that that's my second point uncle ben in that movie the web film he sees uncle ben die he gets mad and the genesis of him being spider-man isn't because he has uncle ben's like teachings in his head saying hey i gotta be a good person i have all this power i want to do good no in that film it's revenge this motherfucker turns into batman basically that's what toby did Toby no okay he did for a second he realizes that this is the guy that he could have stopped in earlier in the movie and then he he stops himself and the guy trips over himself and dies and then subsequently after that he just becomes a hero because he wants mm-hmm. to do good throughout the whole movie this guy is on a venge quest of beating up random ass people that fits the description and then when he finally figures out oh that's not them he lets them go like that's not a hero this is totally different from what peter parker spider-man is and i didn't that's one of the things i was like that kind of changes the whole thing he wasn't really a nerd he was a nerd but he was more so, I'm talking about Peter Parker now. He was an outsider. Yes. That's the best way to put it. He was an outsider. He was, yeah. he, like, he was a, like he's a genius. Point break. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He was a genius. <laughs> yeah. I give, I, okay, I will give the film credit for that. They did emphasize how smart this guy is in order to explain how he can make his own web and how he can keep up with Dr. Connors. I got that. That was good writing. But I didn't like that this it was basically like seeing Batman shoot a gun in the Snyder movies or not the Snyder movies, but the Justice League movies. It's like, yeah, something's missing. And well, I I was going to say is like the most iterations of any comic book hero right now, as far as I know, is Batman. Second, Mm Spider-Man. I think if you look at it. They're kind of one and the same. I don't know. The way you guys are talking, you guys. Oh, Peter Parker. It sounds like Batman and Peter Parker. Well, Peter Parker was not vengeful like that. No, no, no. But I'm not saying that. That's not necessarily true, though. I mean, it depends on your definition of vengeful. To the point. In that movie, John, the first movie, he was vengeful. He was beating up any blonde hair, 5'8", between 5'8 and 6' feet guy that he can find he hacked into the police scanner and when he heard like uh, the description he would go out there beat their ass and then check their wrists to see if they had that star tattoo and then when he didn't find it he just let them go instead of like occasionally he would hand them into the uh, authorities Mm -hmm. but dennis leary's character was right like he is a fucking menace this guy is just beating up random people and letting them go but I think that plays the part into him having to learn. He had to learn, man. Like, I'm not saying what he was doing was right, but every superhero stumbles. I mean, Batman ain't, you know, infallible. You know, he's done some fucked up shit, especially in the more recent DC films with him branding people, you know? So, I mean, it's a hundred percent. But yeah. I give Batman more leeway than I do Spider Man because. Okay, what's Batman's true power? Money. Spider-Man yeah. is a super fucking human being. And I feel like, well, my whole point with Uncle Ben, I feel like what you were saying when we were talking about the, the Raimi 
movies yeah. is Uncle Ben was so essential. And I felt like they kind of like totally dismissed that by just I saying, hey, that, this yeah. person killed somebody I love. But they didn't say why he loved Uncle Ben. Like what yeah. what kind of lessons did he well, learn? Because I'll be honest with you. I don't think Uncle Ben was the uncle, same Uncle Ben in exactly. Rainey's. I think Gwen Stacy in the second one, because they were planning on making more, Gwen Stacy was the Ben. Yes, that's a good point. I, I can see that because that does come up in the No Way Home. It does come up. So, I mean, and then my other thing, too, is they omit Ben for Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. And I felt like that just was too much. I liked her as Aunt May. I liked her what she was doing. But I just think that that whole that it just omits the mythos completely. John. Last time I said, hey, that'll kind of get explained yeah. in the new Spider-Man. So did did you agree with my assessment? Because to I, me, Uncle Ben in that universe was mm-hmm. Tony Stark. So okay. to me, yeah. mm-hmm. each Spider-Man, spoiler alert, it's not really a spoiler alert, but every mm-hmm. Spider-Man had a tragedy that basically changed the trajectory of their heroism. Like it changed, it was like, okay, I understand what I got to do now. Uncle yeah. Ben dying changed Peter Parker into Spider-Man. And basically, Tony Stark was the Uncle Ben in this universe that changed Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So it made totally sense. Yeah, I could see that. And Aunt May is still Aunt May, you know? Yeah, I could could definitely see that. I just felt like, I don't know, I'm like, don't mess with Coke. If Coke is good, don't change the recipe. So why are you going against me when I say these two fucking films sucked? Because they did change. They did change Coke. They changed Coke. (laughs) That's exactly what they did. My head is about to explode. Okay. How did you feel about the music? (laughs) No, no. Okay. okay, James Horner did the music. May I rephrase it? Let me rephrase it. I agree with your assessment on these two films. I just felt that the little extra that they added was not that big a deal. It didn't take anything away from me, but it did leave me a little conflicted because of how the stories were going. It was like, it's almost like you're making a sweater, you're knitting a sweater and then you stop and you're like, well, here you go. The sweater's not complete. It stops at the midriff. What the fuck? Like, it just, it, it wasn't enough. There but wasn't what more. if the sweater that you were knitting was ugly? It was like, why would you want to complete it? <laughs> would you want to complete that. that shit? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true too, but... Aaron, what'd you think about the music? Danny Elfman, we didn't talk about it in the first volume. He did... That's probably why I liked it so much. Elfman, hands down. <laughs> That's why I probably said, Bat- oh, this shit reminds me of Batman. Well, duh. Danny Elfman did yeah. the fucking music soundtrack. Yeah. And you know, I'm a big music guy. This guy, James Horner, did the, at least the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Did you have any feelings about that? No. <laughs> me? And you know me either. What, and- no, my whole thing was, is I'm a story guy. I wasn't listening to the music. If the music is there and is flowing with the film, to me, it's like a nice mustard on a sandwich, a, a nice gray poupon on some. Ham. They were getting ready to Schumacher it too. So, well, that's like the second said. one. Yeah, yeah. The second one was a Schumacher. Well, they did and do, then, they do, they did. With they Dane. Did. Yeah. Dane DeHaan is green goblin. Green goblin and then oh Jamie Foxx is electro. Oh. Oh. And then Felicia Hardy got introduced. So, you know, they were planning on doing a black cat at one point. Yeah. And then there was a deleted scene that a lot of people didn't see where Norman's head was frozen. And Mr. Fears goes and talks to Norman and lets him know, like, hey, old friend, it's time to wake up. And the eyes open up in the frozen head. That was Chris Cooper, who was going to be the original Green Goblin. So that was the lead scene for that. But I that just, never made it. Well, yeah, because they literally well, let's, so I, much into that movie. Yeah, I didn't like Rhino as much. I was upset with that ending. What, like a, a fat, middle-aged, 50-year-old Paul Giamatti is yeah, Rhino? Yeah, like, that was ridiculous. <laughs> you could have got a wrestler for that. But, I mean, what kind of costume could you have went with? Seriously. The spandex. I, 100%. Could have no, done CGI. I, Look at Juggernaut. Uh, well, CGI, yes. Okay, CGI would have been great. 
Yeah. But you could but you could not have done that with just spandex. That would have looked tacky. So the way that I look at Raimi Spider-Man, that was like Tim Burton's yeah. And then you get into the amazing Spider-Man, it's a little bit of Schumacher, but mostly like Nolan in a sense, because it's more real mm-hmm. life. And then, you know, you're getting into well, I would say the Marvel ones are a thousand times better than the Batman movies that Zack Snyder made. Yeah. So, and everyone, I think I've made this hot take already. Justice League was a mediocre movie. What, the, the Snyder, Snyder version? The Snyder yes. cut? Yeah. I thought you loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was the movie. It was the movie that we deserved originally, but it was still mediocre. I Compared to liked, what? I like. Did you the, like it, the actual story? The direction there's no balance of anything like it's just all over the fucking place i constantly. just like the dark side that's all i like that's, that's all the, i cared uh, about yeah i just wanted to see like. dark side and but at least you had a villain that you like all right this is, we got yeah, a villain I like, now i just like dark side saying stepping nuts what about stepping nuts he's pretty good right he no? was yeah. better in, in the snyder cut look man yeah yeah i, I agree like, like a and- fucking manatee or a fucking stingray. That's what he looked like. A yeah. goddamn stingray for I like I just liked all of Apocalypse. I did. I liked how they set that up and how Desaad said that I knew Steppenwolf was gonna fail. And Darkseid is like, We're gonna do it the old now that I know where my prize is, we're gonna do the old way. And I, I liked how he was going off and everybody was bowing and Granny Goodness was there. And yeah, man. Granny I, Goodness was looking fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I just I um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm definitely interested to see wh- how. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, I, I would love yeah. to see the Snyderverse continued, but hopefully these films get better. Like, yeah. Batman versus Superman. There were so many issues with that. And everyone's like, restore the Snyderverse. And I'm like, and honest, like the reason why I loved it so much was because the nerds, the audience were the ones that pushed this and we got it done. Yeah. Fans it was Sonic. Yeah. Same thing with Sonic. Yeah. But I think Warner Brothers, they, I don't think they'll ever let that happen, mainly because they do not want audiences to tell them you know like no what that's they over want to see. no i don't, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't agree do with that i don't agree with that they want they want the money they want that cheese so that's yeah but uh, you know like creatives and like those executives think that they know what we want it's what's his name thing. the president walter hamada i think is his name oh, yeah that piece of shit he's not he's not gonna change anything dude yeah he's not he's not as far as i'm concerned they botched the whole cyborg situation the actor who played yep. cyborg they botched that you don't completely. think it was kind of rectified in the snyder cut because he was far more interesting in that cut i'm like no i'm 100 well that but in real life i'm talking about how they handled that situation with the actor was piss poor yeah they I blacklisted just, him more or less yeah 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 he's um, not going to be able to get any more jobs anywhere that's he got so, he got one recently, and I think it's I forgot what it was called. It's like well, in back to Spider Man. So. so let's let's end the first one. The first one at the end, Dennis Leary's character, Captain Stacy. So basically, at the end, George George Stacy George. Yes. He yeah. learns the identity of Spider Man, the guy he's been hunting, his white whale. He learns that yeah. it's Peter Parker. So instead of like, wow, this guy really does do some good. He does the ultimate cock block of just like, all right, I'm about to die. What can I say to this guy? Don't date my daughter. That was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, I get it. He's a cop. I understand. He doesn't want her to go through the tragedy that Mm -hmm. his wife that he knows is going to go through. So he says, Mm -hmm. don't date my daughter, please. So this guy's dying wish is don't date my fucking daughter. Yes. Fucking Peter Parker. Garfield's version of Peter Parker, Webb's version of Peter Parker, seems like he's going to agree to this. But what did this motherfucker do at the end? Totally like, fuck that. I'm going to date this bitch. And then he tried. He he did try to get away from her. Well, well, uh he does say in the movie, like, oh, you're a good kisser. So maybe he he really liked her kissing. That Ray Fisher, real quick, that Ray Fisher series is Women of the Movement. It's on ABC. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just feel like he's a good cyborg and he is. And they fucked him over. So that's all I got to say about that. But in regards to the end of Amazing Spider-Man, him having to leave Gwen or not date her is, is shitty because and I mean, really, dude, we've had this conversation before. Superheroes dating that takes away from the ass kicking, you know, let the ass kicking go on. And, the, you know, I don't really. Care Which very briefly, because, OK, like I said, it sounds like I'm shitting on the first one. And I am. However, I did. like. <laughs> no, I am. I am. I am. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. But I did like it for mm-hmm. two reasons. The stature of Spider-Man. Finally, we, we get to see a lean, tall ish type of Spider-Man similar to a lot of the comics. I did like that. I like that they emphasize Peter Parker's genius. Like he is, he he grew up a genius, you know. But I do, in a way, like the offset of Garfield's depiction of him of kind of being a little cool, mm-hmm. a little cool. I did like it. Mm-hmm. I believed it. I, I attached to it to it a little bit more. I know, I know, I know. No, but it's like okay, no, dude. If it's we're, like if we're not with a fucking kids' chemistry set, that's how it looked like to me. Keanu Reeves is cool as fuck. But how about I like the dialogue? I like the written dialogue. I don't like the person playing Peter Parker because I think he's he's just too fucking cool. And he looks almost like a model sometimes when he talks. The musical scene that I was talking about where he's moving and flailing his arms when Stacy that right there was a version of ad lib. They just kept it going and kept it going. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Was it was it ad libbing? It sounded like Garfield is a good actor, and I think the director, being a this is his second movie, I think he trusted him. But unlike, let's say, Robert Downey Jr. doing it, where it's quick, snappy, gets to the point, I think the director didn't have enough. This is me talking, Don talking, double D. I don't think he had the balls to say, all right, that was a little bit, that's too much. And you got to think about this movie had, I think, three, three editors. Three fucking yeah. editors, dude. That's kind of. Can weird. I bring something up? Since uh, you brought up Robert Downey Jr., you do see that they released leak of Tom Cruise as uh, yeah, I saw that. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there's an actual picture? There's an actual picture. Yeah, I saw a picture in his in his green suit on set as Tony Stark. I hope that's a joke. Dude. Multiverse of mayhem. Yeah, I want um, it to be true, just so he hates it. Okay, let's jump into, I gotta bring this up, because in Amazing Spider-Man 2, the symbiote is seen in Amazing Spider-Man 2. So you have to slow it down real slow. This is for real nerds, like, who just have nothing else better to do. (laughs) Slow down the scene where Dean DeHaan's character is walking through the armory, like, where they have all the weapons and stuff at. Mm-hmm. You'll see the vulture's wings. You'll see Doc Ock's Doc Ox tentacles. You'll see Rhino's armor. You'll also see a black goo swirling around in a glass vial. That's the Venom symbiote. When is that in the film? I don't remember. That is when, after he freed Electro and he's getting ready to go get the suit to help slow down his it's called the osborne curse or something yeah yeah oh. and that's what i was it, it was it's a bunch of warts all over his <laughs> yeah it was some it, it was syphilis. some sort of some syphilis. sort of yeah, syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. Syphilis. it was some sort of syphilis polio it was something because osborne norman had those long curled fingernails so i was like okay he must be going through like this must be the green goblin thing like the ultimate Green Goblin where he's reptilian. That's what I thought it was. Mm. But no, it was this disease. Because if you look later on, Norman does evolve because he takes this formula into a goblin-esque monster that breathes fire. So, so let's, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Beginning of the film, All right. Peter Parker basically went against his promise to Gwen Stacy's dad. He is dating Gwen Stacy, and they're just frolicking around and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he changes his mind like ah, you know what i'm gonna keep that promise 
Which was so stupid. It's like, all right. Because he kept seeing visions of George Stacy oh, popping up. Like, the look of George Stacy, like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I told him not to do it. That's the that So was the stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he, he cancels her out. Meanwhile, yeah. he bumps into what will be Electro and Jamie Foxx with the horrible comb over. Comb which, over and the gap teeth. Oh and, my god. Harry's uh, Riddler. Oh it's campy god. and like he's nerdy. It's just yeah. like Which is funny. Yeah. And I wanted to mention another what? thing about the first <laughs> one. I give a little bit of credit to Garfield's depiction of Spider-Man. Spider-Man himself is a little bit funnier than Tobey Maguire's for sure. Sharper yeah. writing. However, yeah. it feels more like feels kind of more like Deadpool, what he would mm-hmm. say without the cuss words. So I kind of mm-hmm. like, I give it credit and then I kind of take it away a little bit because it's like, I didn't like that shit, man. You got people fucking getting robbed and dying. It, it's just not very heroic. And then we go to the second one. He saves Jamie Foxx's character and Jamie Foxx gets like obsessed becomes, with him, like single, obsessed, yeah. single white female obsessed with this guy. Yeah, He dumps Gwen and then they introduce the Harry character like they've known each other for all these years it's like wait a minute don't forget they've been away he's been away at boarding school but he never mentions him in the first movie he act like he didn't even know oscorp he didn't even know oscorp during all of this remember electro is made by jamie fox falling into a vat of water with eels it's that is how just, Electro is made. No, it's no. genetically enhanced no. eels, guys. Dog, dog. Right. That motherfucker's gap, that his gap in his tooth got healed by eels. Like, that doesn't yeah. even make sense. He lost all his hair and went blue. It. We're talking about a guy who's swinging by automatic webs, and we're. this is your argument? Like, He's a glow <laughs> stick. Why does a black man have... A fucking comb over like that. I'm, come on, man. Really? Because it would not have looked right if he had the George Jefferson. Come on, dude. I, that would have been. If, well, that, that I will give a little bit of credit. As much as I give credit to the Raimi films of being a little campy. Okay. That was like their first time where they kind of stabbed at campy. It didn't yeah. work. It was miserable. No, it mm-hmm. was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. It was It terrible. was not good. I will admit. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx is funny. He could have been just he could have been just a utility worker, Max Dillon, the utility worker who who works there and could have been bald or whatever. He didn't have to be balding. Well, he could have he could have been fired and then yeah. become, I don't know, get tech and whatnot and become the Jamie Foxx electro yeah. in No Way Home. No Way Home. But that happens because he has an arc reactor on him. He gets that arc reactor mm-hmm. set up. So the arc reactor isn't invented in this one. So that's how come he didn't have that. For anybody that didn't see this film, the film yeah, starts. Sorry, guys. We're the, ruining the film. The film, well, it's a lot of spoilers it's, in this. The yeah. film it's starts with Peter Parker's parents again on a private jet trying to flee. For they're trying Osborne. to go to Boca Raton. To Boca Raton. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get away from Osborne. And then. All of a sudden, there's like a fucking, it turns into Jason Bourne's fucking spy on the plane that they're on. They're so close to Cancun for those bottomless margaritas. Exactly. (laughs) They they, they abandoned their kid and their their parents. The spy that's on the plane, planted by Osborne or Oscorp, kills fucking the pilot. And then... Basically, is how about, did we not know you were a spy? Right, and then he kills. He's about to kill the you know Peter Parker's parents, but of course there is a fucking fight that ensues, and Peter Parker dad he overpowers the spy. That I don't know why fucking villains oh. do that. He could have just shot the motherfucker, but he wanted to gloat. Well, now that I'm reading on it, Richard Parker and Mary Parker were important to the Spider-Man sequence or that, because not only were they scientists for Oscorp, 
they were also agents of shield that's what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that might have but that's not touched on because we don't exactly. know about fucking shield exactly <laughs> so why even put it in the film yeah yeah but anyway i didn't even know that that's oh that's no weird. i knew that even back then but it was like yeah. this is right around when well, this is 2012 we gotta yeah. think of well, 2014 so so uh what is it marvel had already come out with movies introducing it, shield and then yes. was there going to be a possible connection? Because the talks had started, I think, back yeah. in 2012. This was the last Columbia produced film for Spider-Man uh-huh. and Sony. Because we didn't even talk about that. Why it wasn't a Spider-Man 4 for Tobey Maguire. Subsequently, uh, we just know that he he did an interview. Tobey did an interview discussing that there was going to be a 4 but at that time, it's funny because he was doing an interview at that time. Talks had broke down. So he didn't even know that it wasn't going to be a four. At least that's how the interview. Well, you know, what uh, Ramey said he well, reportedly he said that he didn't think he could come out with a good script in time for the deadline mm-hmm. that represented what the first three represented. So he just kind of let it lapse. And mm-hmm. instead of like expanding on what he did, they just wanted to do a reboot. Well, um, to be quite honest i'm kind of glad how everything has culminated me too with the series like it's it was a good ending they wrapped up a lot of loose ends mm-hmm. characters that knew each other in this last one you didn't think they knew each other but they they did so it, it got all wrapped up i i really liked how they did that now um, you're, you're talking about the tom holland one Yes, I liked how they ended everything. I'm not thinking about these other two movies. All I know is Spider-Man 2, he tried to beat a mechanical rhino. We don't know what happened. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently, apparently he shows up. But before we even get there, you got yeah. fucking Harry Osborn away. Yeah. Who's the actor who plays him? Dean DeHaan. Dean DeHaan. Yeah. Seems like a good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah. They have good actors in both of these movies. Let me first say that. And I give Alex Garfield. Andrew Garfield. (laughs) I give Andrew Garfield a lot of credit. He does most of his stunts. I've seen the behind the scenes of him doing his own stunts. He's a very athletic guy. I like his stature. He fits the mold of Spider-Man. And of course, if you see No Way Home like no man he's he's a good spider-man however you write or or whoever said it like he's not a good peter parker but he's definitely a fucking good Mm spider-man and the effects in these movies both of them are fucking great Mm -hmm. i think they're way better than the toby Maguire ones but that's just the phase of technology that has really right you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. a lot of things that they did right was they didn't rely on cgi effects as much as i thought they did because doing the research i just thought cgi 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 but after learning what they did it's an eight foot lizard okay well that uh okay (laughs) jamie fox is a glow stick yeah yeah. i'm trying to find some positive points in this film there are none there are two for me, there, there was two. no positive points two. in this movie? I give it two. What is it? The one positive. Well, no, it didn't even happen. I really wanted that kid to get just railed by the rhino. Oh, yeah, yeah the kid that went up front. I didn't like yeah. that kid. I was like, this is stupid. Everyone in, what is it, the New York Police Department that was there that day should have been fired. Yeah, that kid going out there. First off, that parent should have got arrested for parental neglect. negligence. Yeah, and then the, the him going out there with that Spider-Man outfit on, thinking that he was going to take on the Russian rhino. Like, why are the people looking as shit is getting destroyed? Shouldn't they be yeah. running away? What the fuck are they I doing? And I wanted to know more about this rhino suit because the concept was good. It is a rhino R I N O suit in the comic, but I wanted to know what was the basics. Like, is it a? From what I understood, it was a tank, or was it a bio? Like, what, is he a cyborg now? Like, what? No, no it was just a. It was a tank. Yeah, it was I literally mean, just Paul that was Giamatti's the Michael Bay. Like, that was the Michael Bay moment. Shoulders and his yeah. fat fucking head and his 
double chin just sitting there trying you to know, make so, a crappy Russian accent. So I'm taking it that Paul Giamatti didn't win you over. <laughs> if I could punch anyone in the I face, I love Paul, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti. But really? that was I love you him. Like, you didn't like uh, Paul Giamatti? I like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. But he was miscast. Sideways. I was just about to mention that. Movie, <laughs> you didn't like man. Sideways? Yeah. No, I want to punch him in the face. Oh wow! Isn't man, Sandman that's... in that movie too? Is no, it... Sandman no, is no. in. Uh, yes, he three. is. No, Sandman no, is in, three. in the movie Sideways. Oh yeah! No, oh yeah! yeah. Thomas Hayden you got Sandman oh, and Rhino, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, Aaron, I'm shocked. That seemed, I, I am too. That was like very. Like, that was like a. It was just kind of like when independent films were coming out, and yeah. it was just like, oh, this is this is an independent movie. It's sideways. It's with Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, it's an independent film. Oh, and I'm like, like you know how much it was backed by? Like, no, this is not an independent film. When indie films were coming out, then everyone took credit for movies. Sorry, I'm pointing took credit for fucking movies that they were not independent films oh okay okay so wait what whoa, you're whoa, saying whoa, is whoa, your argument is oh go ahead now i'm sorry okay but what, no, it, I, what i was gonna ask you aaron it's like an independent no movie in is it took yeah. a very small budget to make but that doesn't mean after the fact when it gets like big budget studios behind it that is still not an independent film i don't like movies that like i'm 60 year olds go and see on a Sunday afternoon. Those movies are <laughs> worthless to me. Oh my God. Why? Dude, that, worthless. Yeah. What do you mean, why? <laughs> why can't 60 year olds see films? <laughs> what, yeah. Why? They've had their time. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> dude, that's like 23 years away from us. Yeah. Shut up, Did I mean. <laughs> That make you sad. I'm, I'm ageist. Actually, 22 years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. Yeah, so oh, I do get what you're saying, and I didn't care too much for the... I wanted to know what the armor was, and then it's saying here he was supposed to play a, the Rhino again in The Amazing Spider-Man 3, but the franchise was canceled and later rebooted with Homecoming. So it would have been cool, or maybe it would have been too much to have had him in this one as well. Because Rhino is a part of Sinister Six. It would have been great to have seen him in this one. But So are both of these films based off the ultimate Spider-Man? Yes. Because so. Mark Webb said he introduced a few elements from that comic, but he said instead of Gwen Stacy being a punk rocker, he wanted to, like, really emphasize the romantic relationship which i thought he did way fucking too much in the second film and mm -hmm. at one point peter parker he distanced himself from her which i liked because then they have this whole montage of him just being like stuck in his work and being mm -hmm. spider-man which is I like i can relate to that shit like oh my god I'm he it almost looked like he was punching the clock to be spider-man but okay. then at one point he starts stalking her. I'm like, oh, that's real creepy. quick. Think of Spider-Man Two. It's literally almost the same thing. Stalking? Except, no, not stalking. He, he, he was, was stalking her. her, Aaron. No, he was no, stalking well, her. Okay, real quick. I know he was stalking her, but it's literally if you look at it, it's similar stories with the whole MJ and Peter Parker and then Gwen Stacy. Like he had to stop doing it because he wanted to have some type of relationship with MJ. Whereas the Peter and Amazing Spider-Man cannot go near Gwen Stacy. It is similar stories. He's willing to give up the whole Spider-Man mythos, but to me, it comes down to writing and pacing. Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not have the same pacing and writing that the second Spider-Man had. Second Spider-Man was complete, 100% better than the first, and the first was amazing, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a... I, so, alright, I'm on a level with you. So and for Paul me, Giamatti in John Adams, he's the most insufferable fucking actor I've ever met. Okay, I'm done. You don't I mean, like you Paul met him in John, you met, Wait a minute, you met him in John Adams? No, no, I didn't meet uh, him in uh, John, oh, oh, John Adams, the oh, HBO the, no, the movie. Series. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You didn't well, like him in that? He's insufferable. He is yeah, insufferable. Like said, yeah, I, 
I don't know, man. In billions, like he's insufferable. But I like him. I watched, I watched that too, and then you just imagine the smell back then. God. <laughs> Everybody's so nobody musty. liked him as uh, the orangutan trainer in Planet of the Apes. I didn't oh my see that. god! <laughs> That's Don't not the first one, is it? Fucking Marky Mark. The first one with Marky Mark. Yeah, first one he played the orangutan that trained the human. Tim Burton did that one. Yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. I w- I'll say this: as a fan, I wasn't really focused too much on the writing for Amazing Spider-Man Two. I'm just going in to see what product is going to be given to us. As a fan, if I'm looking at it, I don't like all the loose ends. There was more loose ends. So I can understand what you mean with the pacing. There was a lot of problems with the introduction of these characters. I, I For me, I think Electro was too much. I like Jamie Foxx playing Electro. That wasn't, that wasn't his fault. It was way too much what they did. But again, it was going off the ultimate universe. And I think you cannot translate a lot of these ultimate characters into film. You just can't, in my opinion. What did you want to see more? Because I know what I wanted to see, and I didn't see it in this film. I would have liked to have seen Green Goblin out the gate, like the first one with Willem. Yeah, Dupin. yeah. I would have liked to yeah. have seen that. We Even if he wasn't... Yeah. Okay, they did it with James Franco. He was in the first yeah, and they Raimi made movie. Green Goblin. They made Harry the Green Goblin. Right. I thought that that was... Garbage, like, dude. Garbage, man. Like Chris Cooper, I think would have did well. I mean, I like Chris Cooper. He's a good actor. Yes, he, he would is. have done well. And I don't know about that. I don't. He, yeah. is, a good, he is a good actor. With CGI, Wait, you mean as Green that. Goblin? Green Goblin? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Okay. I can't see. Okay. Willem, Willem Dafoe. Like, if you look at him, Chris Cooper doesn't have like Willem Dafoe looks like a goblin. Yeah, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, if that's the prerequisite, you got to look like a goblin. Well, the eyes, it's in the eyes. Yes, crazy eyes. So I understand that, but what I'm saying is, is Chris Cooper's goblin could have been the ultimate goblin. Go and look at the ultimate goblin. That's all CGI. His the way he carries his voice, his pitch. It would have been very well for him to have been the ultimate guy. But I just don't know how that would have translated on screen. So I'm kind of torn. The Sinister Six, they were right because Craven the Hunter was supposed to appear. And they couldn't even get him in there, which again led to this Schumacher issue of putting too many fucking villains too busy. in these movies. Yeah, it's way too much. Harry Osborne in this movie didn't really get started. Like until like an hour into the fucking movie, if you remember that shit. Like, yeah, they introduce fucking Electro's character with yeah. the bad comb over. They introduce Harry like we've already known him. Like, no, bro, yeah, yeah. he we didn't know this guy. And then you want to, we want us to believe that Peter knew of him, even though in the first movie he didn't even really know what Oscorp was. He like had he to, didn't even talk about it. He didn't have. I, he snuck his way into Oscorp. He snuck is, his way in. Like Dean DeHaan, who plays Harry Osborn, he looks like I know who he a looks male like. escort. Oh. He looks like a male <laughs> escort. I thought hell to the side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just like he, he looks like he should have like a sailor outfit on. You know the, who like, I thought he looked like? <laughs> I thought he looked like the person I thought could have been spider-man when we talked about it in the last episode i thought he kind of looked like a young dicaprio i thought he looked like a young dicaprio mm, that's a stretch yeah but maybe not he, as i don't know i don't yeah. judge men but he just looked related yeah. to him like oh yeah. man he could have been dicaprio i'm not saying he's good as dicaprio i'm but, gonna tell you dean DeHaan is a good actor yeah he looked uh, like he was good i would have liked to have seen him play spider-man he could have played spider-man he was fantastic in this one movie that bombed, which was Valerian. I loved Valerian, and it bombed. So if you ever check that out, that's a good film. Do you guys want to talk about the people who auditioned for this to be Peter Parker instead of Alex? Andrew. Andrew Gar. Where am I getting Alex Garfield from? But overall, what do you rate these Two thumbs up, two thumbs down. What do you rate for these movies? So for for Amazing Spider-Man one, what do we give that? Two thumbs up, two thumbs down. It's a shaky thumbs up. 
It's like shaky one thumbs one up for yeah. the first you, Amazing Spider-Man. For the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I agree. Shaky. shaky thumbs up. So I yeah. will. I do that three. So three shaky thumbs up for Amazing Spider-Man two. Oh, I'm gonna give it a two dicks down. Like just terrible. <laughs> you know what? All right. The first one by Forbes. Forbes ranked the film as the seventh greatest comic books superhero film of all time i'm not gonna lie andrew garfield is extremely talented actually i watched him in uh, tick, tick, boom. yeah amazing yeah, yeah. so good social and network i don't want to take right? away yeah social network also what is it red riding yeah which is uh like a horror kind of murder mystery type thing uh red oh. riding i think it's 1979 Mm-hmm. Those movies, all those movies, that trilogy is amazing. And Andrew Garfield's in it playing a journalist who okay. comes upon this conspiracy. You guys, if if I recommend anything, it is that series. He's also in Hacksaw. He's in Hacksaw Ridge, Ridge yeah. I think. Yeah. Hacksaw yeah, Ridge. Yeah. And, you know, everyone is pretty talented in that, except for Paul Giamatti. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you hated him. This I yeah, love this new found. This is new. This is new. I thought me. he was a great I actor. You would have liked him. I yeah. thought would have liked. No, nope, not in the lead. I just insufferable, and he seems <laughs> like he's an asshole. But that's just me. That's just me. so you don't <laughs> watch. He's the, like the nicest dude in the world. <laughs> you don't yeah, watch billions. Me. You don't watch billions at all. No, because he's in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, Aaron. If you don't think if you think he's insufferable, then yeah, you don't watch that. Oh my god, he's very insufferable he in that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just good at being insufferable, though. He's good he's at it. Always like John that. Adams. John Adams, man. Just and then also, no, he plays. Look, he even played the same character as Rhino. It's the same David Schwimmer effect. Where it's oh, the, uh, oh come on. <laughs> Don't do They're that. both the same. There's he's better than Davis. He always plays some like angry, yeah, loud, does. like <laughs> verklempt dude. Joe Pesci. And it's the same thing with Dave. Joe Pesci is a great fucking actor. He plays nah, an angry minute, guy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. not all. Have you seen Gone Fishing? No. Oh, with, with, with Danny Glover. With Danny Glover, Joe Pesci, yes. and Danny Glover. And My Gone cousin Fish. Vinny. My yeah. cousin Vinny was a. My cousin Vinny's good. Yeah. Raging Bull. Raging Bull, yeah. No, and yeah. I said he was a great actor. I'm just saying yeah. they he does kind of play the same character though. Loud, no, 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 Casino, Home Alone, yeah, loud, Goodfellas, yeah, yeah. But no, it's different. No, no, it's different. Paul Giamatti plays Paul Giamatti, like having to wait for the bathroom and he's about to shit okay, his pants. Okay, he's a character actor. I'm not I'm not. But Pesci is the same thing though. I mean, have you ever heard Pesci talk about how he terrorized Macaulay Culkin on 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 No, set? but I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about how he actually, you know that part where he's like he's going to bite his fingers off. He actually bit him hard enough to leave a fucking mark on yeah. his fingers. Yeah, Pesci <laughs> did that. And then Pesci said And we were worried about that. Michael Jackson. Yeah, and Pesci, <laughs> Pesci talked about how whenever Macaulay Hunkin tried to get close to him, he's like, get the fuck away from me. Like, he <laughs> was just, because he knew that he was trying to stay in character and so on and so forth. So yeah. he was just a dick to Macaulay Hunkin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you anyway, didn't like this? Nobody liked the second one, right? Nobody. Uh, no, that's, nobody a big, that's a big no. I give it a thumbs down, but I would still watch it if it came on. The- no. Fucking Alex no. Garfield's character, Peter Parker. Andrew. Fucking- Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Garfield. Andrew. Alex- Andrew. Who is Alex Garfield? Who is this guy? I don't know. Sounds it's like a baseball a player. I, I probably, Alex Rodriguez. I'm probably confusing yeah. him with that. But his character finds go- golden coins in a calculator that somehow his dad put in. And he finds a subway, a la like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of the secret lab. It's like Jesus Christ, this is terrible. It's, it's comic base, bro. It's comic base. Come on, man. That's, Just because that's it's where... comic base doesn't mean it works for film. It was like thrown in. In the middle of that, he had all these. He had a relationship issue with Gwen. He had an uh-huh. issue with Electro. He had some thing with Osborne, and he didn't want to give Osborne his own blood to save him. That made no fucking sense either. He's like, oh, that's my dog. He's like, man, I'm sick. I need help. I need a cure. 
Spider-Man's blood can help me. He was like, nah, I'm good. It's a dick move, but there was no consequences. The consequences would have been greater. I'm studying this right now in college for philosophy. The consequences would have been much greater because you don't know how his blood being radiated would have affected him having this 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 disease. We don't even know what the disease is. You just said it was syphilis, so you had no fucking idea. <laughs> it was pretty. It looked a it, lot like syphilis. It made no fucking point. sense. That's my yeah. point. Like, yo, you my dog, Aaron. You like, yo, man, I need help. Like, Spider Man can help me, and I'm on. And I'm Spider Man. You don't think I'm going to lay, man? I'm going to give you my like, I'll help. He's a hero. Way, I would, First By thing I way. would say is, man, Spider-Man's pretty short. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's black. I see yeah. his big old dick hanging from his costume. Like. <laughs> and, well, so, yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother issue we can discuss later on. But we'll wrap up All right, we'll guys. Get into the next episode of the Marvel Spider-Man. With Tom, uh, Tom Holland. Alex Tom Rodriguez. Holland. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Place for the so, Padres. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Check out the blog, the website, afterschoolspecialpodcast.com. And we appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you for listening. One thank quick you. thing, you guys. Mm-hmm. I understand you might not want to leave a comment or rate, but you can at least share these episodes and listen to the old episodes if you wouldn't yes. mind. Thank you guys to our new fans. We love you all. And Excelsior. Whatever the fuck. Excelsior. Jesus fucking Christ. Alex Garfield. <laughs> and sponsored by Tequila. <laughs> and Folgers. Best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Hey guys, it's Aaron. You think you could do me a big fave? Wherever you're listening to this right now, rate and subscribe. Find new episodes where you listen to podcasts and look for us on all the social media sites and Gmail at After School Special Podcasts at Gmail, After School Special Podcasts at Instagram and Facebook, and After School SPE3 on Twitter. What's going on? Something just happened. Uh, I'm, breaking I'm, news ESPN Sports Desk or Don Desk. Oh my God. Oh, they tied Tom Brady right and now. his fake teeth and hair has done it again. Oh my god, this guy—he—he he had to have sold. He was in Michigan, and he just said one day he got on his knees and says, "Hell, Satan, just just give me all the advantages that I already have, and let me be the best champion ever." Oh, dude! And I'll give you anything you want. I'm sure. I'm sure. How he is he doing this? this? I'm I'm sure he has sigils at his house. I'm sure he does like the what is it the a masturbatory sigil every game. Like I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. Jerking off and saying it, and then shooting it into a piece of bread and eating it. Him and Sammy oh, Davis exactly. Jr. I, 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 <laughs> how how enough? All if you want to join Hollywood, you have to do something like that. But usually, it's killing a kid and then having the blood poured all over you. Can you pick oh, the kid? My lord! Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> this has nothing to do with Spider-Man. Yeah, it does. It has everything to do with Spider-Man.